This encore program for Fire on the Earth was chosen based on the request from many listeners. Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. We're going to continue today to look at some of the promises of our Lord Jesus Christ that if we internalize, we believe, we trust in, we lean into them with the heart and pursue the fullness of what he's promising to us, doing our part, we're going to experience life-transforming power, a capacity to live differently, a capacity in this time when there's like epidemic of fear across the country and in so many ways across the world and upheaval and political confusion, political division, divisions in the church, lots of discouragement. How is it that we can look these things squarely in the eye, understand them, not bury our head in the sand or be pie in the sky, but to look at life as it is right now, as it's unfolding around us, and to be able to walk in the freedom of the children of God, to walk in the joy and the full life that Jesus promised. It comes from what we started talking about yesterday, using an example from John's discourse, the Last Supper discourse, where Jesus is talking to the apostles in chapter 14. And today I want to talk about one element we just touched on at the end of yesterday's program, where it's a promise. Jesus said, I will, I will manifest myself to the one, to the man or to the woman who loves me and loves the Father. Well, who is it that loves the Lord and loves the Father? He said in the sentence, John 14, 21, that we started looking at yesterday. I'll read it again since it's one Maybe some of you are listening today, weren't able to tune into yesterday. If you didn't, I encourage you to go to the program, go to our website at renewalministries.net, download the Renewal Ministries app or and the Ave Maria app. Both of those will give you immediate access to all the great programming here from Ave Maria Radio. But I just covered this one sentence, didn't even make it all the way through, but I'll read it to you again. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. It's interesting. Here's the context, friends. Jesus is talking to the apostles at the Last Supper, the men who've walked with him for three years. They have a relationship with him. He loves them. They love him. They're about to enter into very troubling times, very difficult times. And Jesus is going to die on a cross. And it just the, their worst nightmare is going to come true on the experiential level. It's going to shake them. It's going to trouble their hearts. It's going to cause them to be afraid. Jesus understands that. So what he's doing in this Last Supper discourse is he's helping them lay hold of the critical things they need to know to navigate what they're going to experience. And this teaching isn't just for them, it's for all of us for all time until the Lord comes again. How is it that we can live in the way Jesus expects us to live? First of all, when he commands us, don't let your heart be troubled. How is that realistic? In the midst of so much difficulty, pressure, discouragement, attitudes and human experience, change and you know just the 
sheer number of negative circumstances that seem to be around us that we're living in. But he expects us to be different and to live differently, but to not, he's not expecting us to do it simply on our own will, by our own horsepower. But it comes from, the capacity to do it flows from being in the right relationship with Christ and the Father. And that means, the right relationship means walking in all that Jesus has given to us, has made possible for us to have access to, that can empower us and enable us to thrive even in the midst of very difficult times and circumstances. In fact, those, I think, historically, lives of the saints and so many, those very times, that that very difficulty, those periods of personal trial and difficulty, lived well, that is, lived toward God, with God, are powerfully life-transforming. Remember, Jesus is committed before God the Father. When you become his disciple, what he's committed to doing is to bring you home to the Father. And bringing you home to the Father means being capable of entering the presence of the Father as a child of God. That is, you are made perfect. Christ is going to perfect you. He's going to deal with every residual of resistance to God, every sinful habit, every unhealthy inclination, every kind of emotional disturbance that's present in our lives. All the things that we experience from living in a fallen world, consequences maybe of family of origin issues, some of it, some of it a direct result of our agreement with sin and living by a different storyline for our lives rather than God's storyline for us. The times we said yes to habit patterns of sin that dug their grooves in us and malformed us. We gave the enemy permission to squat on our land. We gave him permission to lay hold of dimensions of our life and our mind and our emotions and things like that. So we struggle. Jesus is going to deal with all of it. His commitment to the Father, he's going to bring you home to the Father perfected. First through his blood, in baptism, new creation, and then finally into the perfection of holiness, which is what? The last thing, everything else passes away. What's there in the end? Love. God is love. You're made for that love. And Jesus is going to bring you into it. And by the way, it's not Hollywood love. It's not... Uh, it's not a lame thing. It, it This is the furnace of the fire of the creator of the universe. All things were made through him. Everything that we stand in awe of, it's interesting. So many people today that resist God or who are smarter than God or too busy to pay attention to God are completely caught up and enamored by the wonders in the world. And some of that's great. Some of it's really good, like especially the wonders of the cosmos. This billions upon billions, hundreds of billions of galaxies and the, the, just the sheer magnitude and beauty and awesomeness of the whole thing. That's enough to keep thousands and thousands of scientists preoccupied all day long. And they're just scratching the surface. Well, what about the creative beauty of the human person and music and art and all the things people are fascinated by? Commerce, the ability to build and make things. All these are things that flow from the reality of our participating in God's creative power. 
all of it is only a small glimpse and a participation in what is in God infinitely with indescribable glory and power and majesty. So the things that fascinate us and touch our hearts now, they're nothing compared to God himself. And this is what Jesus is bringing us into. Because nothing will ultimately satisfy us. Not the things that are created by God or the things created by us, but only God himself because you're made for relationship. I'm made for relationship, but a particular kind of relationship that is a relationship living in the fiery love, the furnace of God's love, in the freedom of God, the glory, the beauty, the majesty the absolute goodness and wonder and perfection of the Holy God. That's the gift Jesus is bringing us into. And so in this world, looking again at John 14, Jesus is telling the apostles, now as you keep moving forward, understand I'm bringing you into the depth of the love I have with my Father. I'm in him and he's in me. And now you're in us You're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit, who's going to make you a new creation. The Spirit of God, which is the love of God between the Father and the Son, that love's going to lay hold of you, and the Holy Spirit is a person who's going to continue to empower you, to purify you, to stir you, and to manifest to you, to your heart, to your mind, to your emotions, the very person of Jesus. That's a promise. That's where life comes from in the Christian life, friends. There's a temptation to reduce Christianity to a moral system and reduce it to, on a daily basis, a habit of moral striving as opposed to a new relationship with God in the power of the Holy Spirit. Those are two different things becomes a problem of living under the law rather than living by the new law, the burden of the law, being perfect every day, getting it all right to a T, and we carry a, it becomes a weight on us. As opposed to the new laws, we said, of the Holy Spirit in us, who's giving us a new power and a new capacity from inside, from the human spirit, because the human spirit is receiving the teaching the formation, the power, and the manifestation of the Spirit in us who helps us see God, helps us see the beauty and majesty of Jesus. That's the deepest longing of the heart. And when that longing is satisfied, becomes more and more satisfied, we'll never be completely satisfied till we get to heaven, till we behold the face of God and the veil is completely lifted. Then we'll understand, but Jesus understands now this is what you were made for. So I know this is what's good for you. So I'm commanding you. I'm giving you the commands of God so you keep moving along this pathway. My commandments are like a light at your feet, walking in the dark. It gives you a pathway forward. Stay on this pathway. But the commandments don't save you. The commandments themselves don't change you. But the presence and the power of the Spirit of God in you is the one who gives you an affection for God's will because you're falling in love with God himself. And now instead of seeking to please you or being a slave to the enemy or the flesh or the world, you're learning now to have the right love, the first love, to love God. 
and it becomes life-giving, and it becomes life-giving because in the context of it, Jesus is saying, as you do your part, with my help, of hungering for, having hungering, seeking God first, God's righteousness, which means in part God's holiness, God's commandment, God's ways, as you exercise your freedom and say, yes, yes, this is what I want, Lord. I stumble, I fall, I'm weak, but this, I hear you, Lord, and I want to trust you. This is where the action is. This is where true life for me lasts, and I want to move in it and say yes to you. Jesus said, as you do that, as you obey the commandments to love God first, to keep holy the Sabbath, to honor your father and your mother, to not commit adultery, to treat your neighbor well, right, to love your enemies, as you do these things, as you make your efforts to step into God's grace and obedience, he says, I promise you, I will manifest myself to you. And that's the work of the Holy Spirit, giving us an experiential knowledge of the greatness and the majesty, the wonder and the beauty, the power, the tender kindness and goodness of God. And it starts to grow in us. And it becomes our preoccupation. And then it grows in us and it shrinks the troubles of life. They're still there. But they don't dominate us in the way they once did. We have a totally different perspective toward them. That's the kind of grace and strength the Lord wants us to receive from him now by turning to him in the midst of trial and trouble. God bless you. Hope you can join me tomorrow. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus, a fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.